What's up? This is Taco Man Johnny Tacos with another exciting episode of Origin Stories. Before I get to this episode, I want to say thank you to all the new listeners. I appreciate you coming on, um, tripping over this episode or the next episode. You know, you didn't come here by mistake. God has sent you here to learn. I'm going to learn you something, you know, and uh, to all the diehard listeners thank you you are the ones who keep this strange podcast glued and that's enough of my babbling i'm going to hit the beginning but i want to introduce cc love aka his creation so let's get this um intro going this is origin origin Alright, welcome back. I always get like pumped up when that song comes up. Thank you to Chris again for doing that guitar for my intro. What is up, Cece? How are you up there in Ohio? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Well, I think we finally knocked off the ice of my car, so it hopefully we'll hit spring here <laughs> soon. We had nice. spring weather last week for one day. We got all excited. We got to put shorts on. And then three hours right. later, it was like Armageddon. There was like frost on everything. So Sounds like Ohio. <laughs> yeah, you experience all four seasons in a day. Hey, you know, <laughs> at least at least you get to live. Yeah. You know, you can say, hey, I lived it. I lived the That's danger. <laughs> so uh, we've been meaning to talk for a while. You know, we, we had the Matrix glitch, which is, you know, it happens. <laughs> Since right. we are in the Matrix, uh, speaking of Matrix, if you look at my uh, Pastor John, which you know, his one of his uh, his lessons, I I do the lights there, so I made everything look like the Matrix, and everybody's going because uh, he was he was talking about the Matrix, and I had like the the lights shining around like the Matrix up and down. So, anyways, that's right. enough of me. That's enough. I'm I'm over here getting off talk because you and I we both have a mutual friend. So, I'm just like yeah. giddy. I get to know somebody else that knows John from another another state. I almost said country, but right. well, Ohio <laughs> right. is another country. It's it's an, it's another yeah. way of life. Yeah, it's, it's a little world out here. <laughs> so, Cece, let's uh let's talk about you. Let's 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 get off the selfie, me. Let's talk about you. So, have you always been uh, a rapper? Actually, no. I didn't get into rapping until 2007. Actually, and honestly, growing up, I was more of like a rocker. If it wasn't rock or metal, I didn't even want to listen to it. Um, so until my cousin actually introduced me to Tupac. <laughs> And back in like, was it 96? Well, maybe a little later, maybe like 99. But um, that's kind of where the love for it came. I just loved his passion, the um, just the genuine lyrics that he had. It was so raw. Um, it was about his experiences, what he saw, what he grew up with. Uh, and then um, I happened to the guy I was dating at the time in 2007, his friends actually kind of were into rap and making their own beats and things. And so I kind of got into it that way, actually. Oh, cool. So we're going to uh, talk about your, your childhood. Um, you said you were a rock and roll person. So you liked yeah. uh, corn and all that, right? Uh, that kind of rock yeah. or was it classic well, rock? It was, I it grew up, I would say on classic rock, like Leonard Skinner and the Eagles and Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, the Doors, um, you know, like those type of bands. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess we kind of had the same um, same thing growing up because I, I grew up on that, but I also grew up on Jethro Tull and CCR and, you know, yes. a lot of that classic rock. So Yeah. And, and, and it's just, you just progress from there and all right. that. So, um, so how did you grow up uh, as a kid? What, what was the life and time? of CC love. Oh gosh. Well, uh, when I was young and really like really little, but I mean, even up until, you know, I would say like 
junior high, I just really was like an outdoor type kid. Uh, especially when I was really young at uh, my like first childhood house, there was a huge pond out there. It seemed huge to me at the time, of course. And I would just be out there for hours, just catching frogs and tadpoles and stuff like that. Um, just like making up these adventures, you know, in my head out, outside and um, just, I guess, stuff more like that. It was definitely an outdoorsy, I would say, type kid, okay. full of energy and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, disclaimer for all the kids that are that are listening, that was our internet. That was our video games was being out outdoors okay. and finding yeah. stuff and getting stung by stuff and bit by stuff and burn and yeah. all that. And that's how we learned. We didn't learn off of the Google or, right. uh, you know, YouTube. <laughs> we had our own YouTube. Yeah. It was a cardboard box. Mother Nature. <laughs> Yep. Mother <laughs> <laughs> Nature was my teacher. <laughs> so, um, being, you know, outdoorsy and all that, um, was that pretty much through like elementary, um, you know, through middle school and elementary? Did you, um, did you have a, a season of change before that? You know, you said you started getting into rock and, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't think I ever got out of the outdoorsy stage. I'm still very much like that. Like, for example, I was just with my nephew just this past Saturday and um, he I went outside to do something. Oh, I went out to try my new gun and uh, he was in the front yard playing with this tree or whatever, trying to take off some branches or something. And I got done. I put my stuff in my car and he said, well, you go walk in the back with me and my, we're at my mom's house and she's got five acres of land. I was like, absolutely, let's go. You know, so we just went back there and we're, you know, jumping in the mud puddles and, you know, hitting trees with sticks. I mean, just, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I grew up like that in Arkansas. and We used to go out in the woods all the time. So I, I would go out and come back home with deer ticks everywhere. Oh no! My mom would have I'm to. Sorry. Yeah, my mom would have to search me every night to make sure, because you know, I I stayed out in the woods. I'd rather be out in the woods than at the house. But right. you, you the know, big struggle is real. Yes, yes. And if you do <laughs> For not know, people from the country, they might not know. <laughs> and if you don't know how to take a tick off, please get somebody that does, because uh, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, you you make me have my PTSD of those days and embarrassing days of my mom. Bring doing it back, it. Reel it back. <laughs> yes, let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. So, um, growing up in the country, um, uh, when you're going through your high school days, um, was that was that about about the time you started listening to uh, rap and music? How, how how was your high school time? Well, yeah, I um, definitely was into like rock and even into the metal, kind of like you were saying, corn. Um, who else was big back then? My God. Limp I don't Biscuit. even remember. I don't listen to them. Incubus. Yeah, Limp Biscuit was one of them. Uh, Ozzy. I was a big Black Sabbath fan. Um, so, yeah, those kind of uh, metal bands, you know, had went to Ozfest like three years in a row and, um, got you know got to see black sabbath and like static x was one of them you know that was there and gosh i can't even remember like uh hate breed um who was the other one drowning pool those kind of bands yeah yeah uh, the uh, new metal kind of well, i think that's what the genre is the new metal yeah. hate breed and all that yeah right so right so during during that time um how was your christian lifestyle around that time I didn't really have one. Um, it was kind of once I got into high school, um, it just things just really turn. I guess just started hanging out with a different crowd. Uh, definitely started drinking and uh, getting into drugs. That whole party scene is really what took over. Started probably about 15. So from then on, um, after that, it was just that's all that I really did. I, I mean, I did sports in there, too. But as far, as far as my Christian walk, there was none. There just wasn't. So you believe during that time you were filling up 
um, that emptiness you were feeling that you didn't, because you weren't walking in that Christian life, you were filling it up with uh, alcohol and drugs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was um, definitely, yeah, like I guess what most people will refer to it as like a void, uh, something missing. And I was trying to fill it with everything but God. So, yeah. Okay. And, you know, I won't go too too much into it because we, we've all been there. We, we've all been to a point where we feel like even... I know you hear my dogs barking. Even they've been through it. Um, <laughs> right. They're testifying okay. too. They're testifying too. That's right. <laughs> uh, but uh, we we've all been through that point. You know, it's it's nothing new under the sun. We we've all right. had that issue where we we felt well. You know, the joys of the earth was better than. Um, than the joys of your soul because being the flesh was so easy to get um, than than the spiritual. So with that in mind, and you had those trials and tribulations and the issues all there, you know, you had a lot of hardship, right? Going through that life because you weren't walking with, with God. Absolutely. So when, when did you, um, when did you have that aha moment, that that light moment? I was, it, well, I had been trying to stop doing pills for the longest time. I mean, I wanted to stop it all, but the pill addiction uh, had its hooks in me. I, like I had never had anything in me before. It just was not letting go at all. It was it had me to the point where it was all I thought about. I was doing practically anything to get that fix. I didn't care who I hurt. You know, I was, I was going to get my fix and nobody was going to stand in my way getting it, you know? And so I just finally got to a point where I was like, I just can't live like this anymore. And I, I tried to stop on my own. I'd go like two days and, you know, then it'd come back and I would have to go get something and just one night I was uh, sleeping in my bed and my little niece was with me. She was about probably two at the time. And I was just looking at her and I just was thinking about, you know, all the things that I had done. And, you know, I wanted to be a good role model for her. And I never wanted her to go through what I was going through. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. But, you know, this being my little niece, I have you know, helped raise her since she was born. And it's just, I did not ever want to see her suffer like that. And so it was just that moment um, where I finally just cried out to God and, and I told him and he knew my heart and he knew I was serious about it. It was, it was a genuine cry. And I just said, I can't do this anymore. I cannot live like this anymore, God. And I can't do it alone. I need you. Amen. And, uh, and, and he showed up, he showed up and, and he took that pill addiction that, that next day, I did not have the shakes. I didn't have the cravings. It wasn't on my mind 24 seven. I mean, it was just gone and nobody can tell me different. Nobody can tell me that wasn't gone. Yeah. You know, he, he does work like a thief in the night. He'll come and take that addiction without you even noticing. (laughs) So uh because of you were into that scene was it did you not did you have a a great um family life growing up what you had a mother and a dad or yeah i i did i grew up with with both parents uh, in the house um my father and i did not get along really at all we butted heads all the time it was just a constant head butting you know and um He's he's a good dad. He was. It was just that I was a teenager at the time. And looking back on it, I think a lot of it was that we were so much alike that that's probably why we put it had so much. <laughs> he's um, we're both very stubborn, strong headed, want to get the last word, want to get our point across, you know, want to be heard. Don't want to listen to the other person. I'm right. You're wrong. Kind of mentality, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. him, dad. 
He was like, no, this is my house. You're going to listen to what I say. And if you don't like it, get out, mm-hmm. you know, thing. so it was, you know, that was a big part of it for sure. So, okay. So it was mostly school and wanting to be, to, to be around your friends and want, uh, that kind of opened up those doors, right? Was it, was it because of uh, peer pressure or was it because of wanting to be, feel like to be belong in school? Um, I don't know if it was so much like that because I actually got along with everybody in school. I mean, I had my clique, but I talked to everybody. I, I didn't have any like ill will towards anybody. Nobody ever messed with me. Um, I got along with everybody really great actually. But I think for me, what it was is it was an escape um, from my house, from that, um, because, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, you know, my, my father, it, it was and still is uh, an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's never got abusive um, or anything like that. But the mood swings were there, um, always feeling like you're on edge, always feel like you're walking on eggshells. And, you know, growing up in that environment, it's it just takes a toll. So I just didn't even want to be home. <laughs> you know, yeah, I just didn't want to yeah. be there. Yeah, so, I, I understand. I understand completely because I came from an alcoholic family too. So I, I understand. Yeah. I completely understand. So on the bright thing, when when God came by and take away that one that one thing that was holding you down was the the medication, the pills um, took it away. Was that um, when you started to? get back in line and started following the path did you start going back to church or were you hesitant about going back to church or did you just start reading the bible um because yeah you know you can't a lot of people that just jump into church they usually jump back out did you put your tootsie in there and just check the water pretty much yeah Yeah. uh what had happened was so he took that and it um it wasn't long after that, my grand, God bless her heart. She's so sweet. I mean, you talk about a saint, a true woman of God. She's just always been like that ever since I've, you know, been born. But she would always ask me, you know, do you want to go to church? You want to go to church with me and Pat? And I'd be like, no, I, I'm no, not really. <laughs> you know, I was like, or, or I'd be like, you know, maybe sometime, you know, just whatever. Well, um, there was one day we were at the park and we were celebrating Mother's Day and me and her were up there getting food or something. And she just, you know, just asked again because she would every once in a while she'd ask. And uh, she said, hey, I just didn't know if you want to go to church with me tomorrow. And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? And she just looked so surprised, like the look on her face, you know, and um, she was like, really? I said, yeah. Yeah. She's like, okay, well, well, you want me and Pap come pick you up? I said, yeah, let's do that. You come pick me up and I'll ride with you guys. So, um, you know, they came and they picked me up and they started doing it every Sunday. I'd go with them every Sunday. And then I started taking my niece and nephew with me and, and we would just, um, you know, we'd, they'd come pick us up and we ride and we go to church every Sunday. And, uh, it's still, you know, it took a while. I mean, I'm still drinking and smoking during this, you know, and so I'm not really fully into it yet. I mean, I knew what he had done for me and I'm like, look, Lord, I'm trying, but this is boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it is, that's what it was. I'm not going to lie, but you know, there was just one day, there was one day I was sitting in there and I couldn't even tell you what the sermon was on. I don't even remember. But I do remember that at the end of that sermon, he was asking people if you were, you know, to, to die today, do you know for sure that you'd be going to heaven and you'd be getting to go see Jesus? And I knew in my heart that I was not. You know, you just knew. It's like, no, I, not with the life I've been living. There's no way. And he said, but you can change that today if you want to ask Jesus into your heart. He said, I want every, I want every head bowed. I want every eye closed. And he said, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, just raise your hand. And, you know, people, I guess, were raising their hands because I would hear him say, you know, you know, bless that hand, bless that hand. But I didn't raise mine. But then there was like this fire that was building up in me. I don't even know how to explain it. And I could just feel this tug on my heart. And I knew it was him calling me. You know, he's like, here's the invitation. I'm calling you. Are you going to accept? 
And I did. And that's when I got saved. And that was back in 2014. I couldn't tell you what day or what month. I know it was just that year. And um, and then that's just kind of where the turnaround started was there. Awesome. And that was like your your fondest moments, right? That was one of your fondest moments is being saved at Absolutely. that time. So yes. did you ever take the plunge or were you just uh, saved by the hand of God or did you take the, the baptism, the plunge? Uh, I did a year later. Um, what had happened was um, I was still actually like in drugs. I was still drinking and everything. Um, for a year, actually, even after that. But I, I was, you know, I was one to quit. Um, he actually, <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. I was going back for my bachelor's, was going to get it in psychology. And then the lady called me a week before classes are supposed to start, mind you. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, we got a bit of a problem. And I was like, okay, so what is it? And she's like, well, you could go ahead and you could do your bachelor's of psychology, but you'll have to go to the main campus, which is not where I wanted to go because it was further out. And I said, okay, so what's the other option? She said, or you could stay at the Lancaster location, but it would be for substance abuse counseling. <laughs> and I was like, I literally took the phone. I said, can you hang on for just a second? And I looked up and I'm like, God, are you sure? Cause I knew what he was doing. Yeah. You know? Uh huh. And, and he was just like, am I sure? You know, kind of, I was like, all right. <laughs> so I knew what he wanted me to do. I said, well, put me in substance abuse counseling. And, um, and mind you, I'm drunk on this phone call, by the way, I had been drinking all day. So it was just, it would just added to the humor of it. Like looking back now, you know, and um, so I got off the phone with her and um, and I just had a moment with God. I said, well, God, if this is what you want, I'll do it. But you have got to you've got to help me get sober because I am not going to be a hypocrite. You yeah. know, I'm not going to sit here and be doing drugs and drinking and call myself a substance abuse counselor. I'm not going to do that. Uh, and so I think that was kind of his way of getting me sober, too, because I at that point I wanted to please him more than I wanted to please myself. Amen. And, Amen. And so he knew I was ready. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's kind of how it happened. You know, they said that God talks to you in a in a in a soothing wind. You know, but sometimes He'll talk to you in a storm. He'll put that right in your face. Hey, this is what you oh, need to yeah. do. <laughs> right, get it yeah. together. I want to get no. you. I want to get you clean. I'm gonna get you clean. I'm I, I'm tired right. of the subtle hints. I'm just gonna put it right, right. in your face. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. congratulations on Bachelor of Arts as a substance abuse counselor. So, are you a yeah. are you still um, a counselor for substance abuse as you're doing your ministry? Well, actually, no, I never ended up getting into a facility where I actually worked. He he's been like working other things because in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a substance abuse counselor, maybe open up my own profession. But like looking at it now, and I would still like to do that. But what he ended up doing was introducing me, me and this other lady crossed paths. And she was just starting a Christian based recovery group. Mm -hmm. And we just happened to cross paths. And she heard something I said about substance abuse. And she came up to me and was asking if I'd be a speaker uh, at one of these um, events. And so I said, sure, why not? And, um, you know, even after I spoke, I stayed on as a teammate and would just be there every Tuesday and we would just have different people come in and we would lead groups and, you know, have people uh, talk about what it was that they were struggling with. And, um, you know, it was just and it got to talk about Jesus with them, too, though. So it was, it was just really cool. I worked that out and then put me into prison ministry because she had been doing that. So. Through her, I helped do, you know, Christian recovery group and got into prison ministry. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so you went through from uh, Project Love to Build Glass. Yes, so exactly. Give a shout out to Build <laughs> yeah. Glass for doing wonderful work, um, saving yes. those lost souls that are in prison. Uh, yes. There's so much success stories from uh, from his ministry that that's awesome, and I heard. Our mutual friend, uh, Pastor John Bell, spoke so much about the breakthroughs he sees when um, he goes and visits the prison ministry. Because 
they're 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 God's children as well as we are, and they need right. to to know that God has not forsaken that God is still with them. Even they might have a life sentence here in prison, but if if they get redeemed, they're going to have an everlasting life with Jesus and and live free with them yes. with them. So yes. you know, you know, I I you know, I'm I'm so honored to to meet you. You know, you you're doing all this work for for God and you've been sober since uh 2015, so you know, you got to give yourself applause for that you know uh i'll clap but i'll mess up the mind you know yeah that was all that's all him well yeah that's also when i got baptized i guess i didn't really finish that but i got there was like a revival we were having at our church and it was that that night i was like you know that first night of revival i said i'm not like this is it we're not gonna i'm not gonna be drinking we're not gonna be smoking we're not gonna be drugging and all that no more and that revival just kind of set, you know, that into motion. And it was, gosh, well, I guess September, actually. Uh, I ended up getting baptized and then um, got sober or, yeah, got sober in November. That's, so, a, that's amazing. Like, bam, bam. He was like, <laughs> baptized and clean. Let's go. 2015. <laughs> so so let's, let's talk about how. Because everybody has different feelings when they emerge out of the waters of baptism. What was that mm-hmm. feeling you felt? Because I could tell you mine, but my my feeling could be a little bit different than your feeling. Oh, mine mine was pure joy. I was so excited to just to have it done. And when I come when I came out of the water, I just had this biggest grin on my face. It was just that you know, submitting to God saying, here I am, and you can have all of me. All of it is yours. Whatever you want me to do, I will do it. You know, I'm ready for this journey with you. It was just, it it really felt like a rebirth. That's really what it does feel. Well, for me anyway, is what it felt like. It was a, it was a new beginning. You know, that's, that's the, to me, okay, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. All right. So I went in, uh, we went to, Pastor Glenn, which is our teaching pastor at our church, we went to his swim pool because we didn't have a baptismal at that time. So me and my son, my youngest son, we we wanted to, to get baptized. And when we got baptized, please excuse the dogs. They're getting excited about my baptism story. I can't help it. My fans get excited. <laughs> um, so, so when they plunged me in, I got, I raised from the water. I was so, I, I was so imp- exploded with all different emotions and all that, that I started crying like a baby I, and I was holding on to, to my pasture and I was cl- yeah. crying like a baby. It's and, an emotional moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so crazy, but I, I love hearing how a person feels after they come out of the baptism. Cause it's a beautiful thing. It's your old self yeah. dying and it's your, your new, your new self of Christ arising out of that yes, water. This new creation and creation coming up yeah. and emerging. Yeah. Yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah, you know, you see a six foot six guy, 350 pound crying like a baby, you know, it, it, my wife was just, she was happy, <laughs> but she, she, she yeah. was laughing too. She was happy. I was like, oh man, <laughs> but you know, I'm, ha- you know, well, it's shout out thing. to Graham for um, getting you to go back to church. Shout out to her. She sounds yeah, awesome. Yeah, I definitely credit her. She's awesome. She is. I don't think she knows a stranger. And I really credit her with uh, me getting saved, really, because I feel like there are so many times that I should have died. But I really, truly believe that her praying for me, because she prays for all her family. Uh, but I know she was praying for me through all of that stuff that I was going through. And I think her praying is what, you know, kept me protected. Awesome. So, Graham, sure. you're awesome. You're a powerful woman of god thank you for getting your granddaughter straightened up with with you know with the lord's help you know yes thank you um we're we're gonna pause real quick for my sponsor before we get into your music uh so here we go you ever wonder why a guy would promote a woman's clothing called confidence shop 
because Devonair Gentleman isn't here yet. But if you're a lady, and I know you're a lady, and you want to look like a million dollars, please come and see the nice ladies at Confidence Shop. Tell them Johnny sent you. And Trudy will find that right look to make anybody's head turn around. They are located in Waxahachie, but they have a Facebook page called Confidence Shop. Thanks, Confidence Shop, for giving my wife a reason to make her closet overflow with great clothes. All right, we are back with CC Love, a.k.a. His Creation. You know what? We're going to talk about His Creation. How did you come up with that name? I know that you're His Creation. I'm His Creation. We're all His Creation. So is that is that something that was stirring in your mind for a while? Well, actually, I was trying to come up with new names because now on the secular realm, like in, on the secular circuit, I was Lady Cece. It was just, you know, it's pretty simple. Um, but when I was changing the music to now, you know, his music, this was going to be for him. This was to represent him. I was going through all these different names and I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I finally had actually... Um, settled on Fearless Faith Soldier was what I originally was calling myself when I first started out. Um, but that didn't last long. Like I didn't even get, I didn't even do, I hadn't even gotten a song out yet. And, and he changed it on me because I was actually in the booth recording my first Christian song. And, and he whispered to me his creation, but he didn't say his creation. He said, my creation. And I know I don't even know how to explain it, but when he said it, I knew what he meant. And he said that it was like he wanted me to change my name. You know, I don't want you to be fearless faith soldier. I want you to be my creation. I made you. And so I changed the name after that to his creation, because after I thought about it, I I just thought I was like, well, absolutely. If that's what you want, you know, no problem. Like, oh, I'm not going to argue with you. (laughs) You know, you're right. Sure. But after I was really thinking about it, why he changed that. When I was looking back at fearless faith soldier, that all points to me and it's not about me. And when I say his creation, I'm pointing it back to him, his creation. I am his, I belong to him. So that's really what, that's the story behind that, how that came to be. Awesome. That, you know, it's, it's beautiful when, when you're just, you're, you're doing something and he just whispered, Hey, I need you to change that name. Yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> you nice. went, we didn't really dive into your musical career. I, I guess I got a, ahead of myself, myself with, uh, uh, you know, your, your band now, but you were doing a lot of secular music. Was it, was it similar to what you're doing now on, uh, on, uh, SoundCloud or was it actually a little well, bit bigger? It was, yeah, <laughs> well, it's like, I hate to admit this now, but you know, it's part of the testimony, but the music I was doing when I first started out was like a 180 from what I'm doing now. And I mean, a 180, it was demonic, satanic. Um, it was, it was bad. Like, ugh, it's, it's, it was just so bad, honestly. And a lot of it was. You know, the crowd I was hanging out with, um, my boyfriend at the time, he was what some people may or may not know. He was a juggalo. Yeah, so unfortunately. He, you know what? See, you know. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So for those who don't know, juggalos, juggalettes, they're fans of like psychopathic records, ICP, um, you know, the Insane Clown Posse uh, is what that stands for. So it was uh, definitely dark type music for sure. And so that's what I was doing was that kind of music. And we actually had a record label called uh, Dementis Crew that um, we all rapped under his two friends and me. And, you know, uh, we never did any shows, but definitely did, um, you know, did my first, made my first beat, did our, did my first song. And I'll tell you how far back this goes. So for some of you, uh, young bucks might not know, but I started recording on a PlayStation two on the mute on you guys remember music maker, any of my people out there. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's what (laughs) takes you back. huh? 
that's what we were making beats and recording on. And, you know, you had to use an old gamer headset and wrap a bandana around it to basically soundproof it. And um, so, and then when we got stuff done, we put it on MySpace. Like that's where you promoted was MySpace. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. YouTube was, you know, not real big at that time, but that's where we started out was MySpace. And so it was like, after I, you know, got done with these guys, you know, of course my boyfriend and I broke up. So I wasn't like hanging out with his dudes anymore either. And I actually got with um, um, another guy musically. We weren't dating, but we, we got together on a music level and we started going out as a duo and we did do a lot of shows, um, especially at the Al Rosa, which unfortunately is not there anymore. But man, we had some good times out there. It was just a great place to um, to perform and meet locals and network. Um, so we, we did a lot of stuff out there, took fourth place in one of the battle of the bands out there, which was pretty cool. Um, and even after him and I had a falling out, I went solo for a little bit and, um, you know, did some different things, did uh, a showcase for um, Atlantic Records and even open for MGK, Machine Gun Kelly. So I was doing pretty good uh, on my own and uh, in that, you know, circular circuit for quite a while um, till, till I ended up getting saved and totally changed it all. <laughs> so. You know, the, that is uh, pretty awesome. You know who else was in that secular uh, kind of uh, horror core? That's what you know. It's called for people that know it's horror core, it's, which was yeah. horror mixed with rap. So they kind of made it and add rock to it. Was a was a guy called Mars. He he did some work with uh, Insane Clown Posse and all that. He actually yeah. did a one eighty as well. And he's a Christian oh, really? rapper. Yeah. He's a, awesome. in Chicago. You know, he's from Chicago. And I tried to reach out to him a couple of times, but I guess he's too popular for me at the moment. I'm almost yeah. to his level. I'm coming to your level, sir. I'm coming to your level. <laughs> I'm getting there. So, One day you get there. But we, we've all been through stages. Like I showed you, I, I used to listen to them back when I was younger. And then when my daughter was born, I wanted to listen to a little bit more. I was still into metal and all that, but I wanted to listen to a little bit more, uh, more or less, uh, you know, more positive kind of stuff. Right. So, but okay. So we got that through, uh, from doing the, uh, Juggalette stuff to being his creation. Right. Uh, so his creation is, I listened to it and you have some, really nice flow you, you for a lyricist yeah. you, you you have a very very nice flow. it kind of reminds me of like an old you know like the 90s kind of rap like uh uh yeah. queen latifah back in the day or something like like um, that kind of a, a rap um i love i love queen latifah yeah she was for sure an influence her and like missy elliott Aaliyah, all them yeah so who was your main mentor um, uh, through this uh, as a musical um, as a, a musical preference for Christian music? Who, who was your main influence for Christian music? Um, well, I I guess I would say Mendisa was a big one, and Plum um, when I first got saved and just was trying to soak up everything about God that I could. My little cousin actually was the one who turned me on to a local station here, a Christian station. And one of the first songs I heard was Plum, I Need You Now. And is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And still to this day, when I hear it, um, it's, it's emotional and I don't mean like I'm ball like bawling. It's just, I, it takes me back to that time. And I remember what it was like when I had first started out when I was this baby Christian, it, it just kind of takes you back there. And, and Mendisa just um, knowing how, where she really came from, because I don't know if a lot of people remember this. She tried out for American Idol and I believe they kicked her off because they found out about her past 
that she was trying to move in. And it had nothing to do with how she sounded because she sounds amazing. But you know what? It's just it just goes to show that when God's got a plan for you, it's going to happen. And it doesn't matter what doors this world tries to shut. God will bust them down if he wants you to go through it. Wow. You know, and C was definitely another one of them. And um, yeah, so her and Plum and I actually even you know, this is how good God is. I actually got to meet Plum a few years back and I told her exactly what I just told you. I said, that song that you sang, I go, you have, you will have no idea what that song meant to me. And I was just explaining that to her. And, and she's, and she just so humbly was like, well, you know, it's, it, it's not me. That's, that's God that did that. So, I mean, she just, just a sweetheart. And I just love meeting people that can continue, can get to that level, but continue to be humble. So you can feel the difference between a Christian group and the the love that Christian group it's a pure love it's a general general I can't even say I can't even talk right a genuine <laughs> love then you can yeah. feel being out in the uh, toxicity of the earth where they show you love but it's always for a price there's always something there's, that needs there's to a be hidden given. agenda yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. There's an ulterior motive. <laughs> yeah. But uh for sure. When you when you meet up with a lot of I, I met so far I met a lot of uh of musicians doing a show and they are very kind. They're very kind. I still talk to them. I I'll text them every now and then and say, Hey, you know, how are you? You know, you uh yeah. and that, that song that you put on was awesome and he goes, Well, I just heard your last podcast and you know it's just it's a it's not a community it's a family and we right. as a church should not just be condemned not condemned but sheltered in one building a building does not mm -hmm. make the church we are the church uh you me together we're brother and sister we're the church you know and yeah. wherever we go mm -hmm. we should think about what do we do in church that we're doing outside of church if we're going to be the church 24 7 do uh, would we be watching that if we were in church you know if jesus right. was sitting right next to you and you're eating popcorn with him would that be the movie that he would really want you to see you know right and i i'm a big horror movie fan i gotta admit i all watch horror movie fans and i like superhero movies and stuff like that I, i'm a big geek i'm i'm a huge geek i, I got my star wars <laughs> shirt on um you know but i know i'm starting to see more and more that if i get too raunchy of a horror movie i can just hear uh jesus head shake you know and i'm like i can't watch mm -hmm. this this is making me feel uncomfortable <laughs> right yeah you do feel that it's i know exactly what you mean so it's, i actually just had that conversation with my friend today about um i was i had i just moved like about six months ago and i you know just got all my movies and put, put them in there i didn't even see what i had what i didn't have but i was also a big horror fan and one of the tv series that i had was um a series that was called true blood yeah um yeah. and it it's not a good TV series to watch, but I was like, Oh, you know, I haven't seen that for a while. You know, maybe I'll start watching that again. And I was watching it and it was just, I just got to a point where it was like, I can't, I can't even watch this. It, it absolutely just disgusts me. It doesn't even sit right with me anymore, you know? And I just took them all and I just dumped them all in the, in the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> like Sunday when I came home, I was like, I don't even want to, I don't even want this in my house. <laughs> anymore you know it's uh today's media is just full of sex and violence and i used to get uncomfortable uh sitting with my grandparents watching uh tv shows um like you know cheech and chong and all that because you know right. they, they get the sexy <laughs> moments and i'm like looking i'm looking away i'm you know i'm looking okay, the other way and, and, you know, now I'm 45 and something comes up like that. I'm watching on TV. I'm like, I feel I feel that same, you know, embarrassed. I'm like, I, I can't watch this. You know, I, I'm I love people, but I hate the sin. And that's what I install in my brain. I, I love you, but I don't like what you do. You know, that that's in there. So I'm like looking at TV. I'm like, 
I love you, man, but you got to quit cheating with, on your wife with three kids. I'm, and and uh, my wife's saying, you know, that's just a TV show, right? I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting old where I start yelling at the TV show. <laughs> it happens. Like, don't judge me. <laughs> so so what um, what we're going to do is um, we're going to talk about this song. And, and it's a song that I'm going to uh in the podcast with it's called on fire and, and um was that that feeling you felt when you got saved you were on fire or was it uh how did that song come around yeah that's pretty much what it is it's just um being on fire for god and it was just growing you know this little like a uh, little ember that had started out was just getting fanned and fanned and it was growing and growing till it was just consuming. And it was, you know, I just felt like I was on fire for God and I needed to express that some way. And that's the song that came out. I actually wrote half of it here in Ohio. And the second verse was written in Texas, actually, when I finished it. So it's a little mini story behind that song. <laughs> Shout out to Texas. Shout out to Texas. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Walks ahead to right. Texas. <laughs> so yeah. you, you said you had a story about that song. Did you have, um, what kind of story? I, I'm, I'm curious now. You got me curious. You know, those humans were About were on curious. fire? Yeah. I mean, that, that was pretty much, I mean, uh, what I said there was just, I mean, I've, felt just on fire. I was wanting to do more for him. I was wanting to get involved more in the church. It was like, I could not get enough of him. And even to this day, I feel like I, I can tell when there's like a distancing and it's always, you know, on my part, I'm not spending enough time in my word, enough time in prayer, you know, fellowshipping, whatever. But um, when I, when I am not spending time with him, I literally start to feel like I can't breathe. And I don't know if anybody else has ever had that feeling, but that's what it feels like to me. I mean, he is the breath of life. And when he is not around, when I feel like he's not around, it's not because of him. It's because I've created the distance. You know, it's like taking a fish out of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. See, me, it's it's a, a feeling of depression. It's a feeling of uh, separation anxiety. Yeah. You know, um, yes. sometimes I if I feel like, you know, I'm, I don't want to go to church and all that and I'm not feeling good or something happened um and i don't feel like i'm i'm contributing enough to god i feel like i'm i'm breaking his heart and and it feels mm -hmm. like a, a separation anxiety you know like like how you felt as a baby to your mom if you know your mom mm -hmm. leaves you and you're crying out like come here right. you know i'm right here please please i need you i need you come on. i need yes. that i need that everlasting waters you know so right that living yeah, water you know like i need that yeah so i agree you know you are an awesome awesome lyricist Thank you know you. i'm i i see a lot of a lot of good things coming for his creation um you know i'm trying to get you to get on spotify you know everybody's telling you to get on spotify <laughs> you need to get on spotify <laughs> you need to leave soundcloud was 2003 soundcloud <laughs> i know. You know i'm so old school when it comes to a lot of things i'm just yeah i know i need to get on there i'll have somebody maybe uh help help me out with that <laughs> yeah you know you could talk to our buddy warren you know get a hold of yeah. him he, he knows yeah i probably should yeah i mean him friends on the facebook there so yeah so see what he says yeah <laughs> uh, want to give a shout out to royalton community church that's the church you go to right yeah, yeah, that's my church. That's where I uh, youth pastor at. Oh, see, she's a youth pastor too. Every everybody I've seen that was a metalhead is becoming a youth pastor. You're the third person I interviewed. <laughs> I'm a youth pastor. Oh, yeah, you're the cool. Yeah. I never had a youth pastor that was cool. That that was a rock and roll person. I, I, um, my yeah. youth pastor was like this. So God created the earth. There was. Adam and Eve, and it just puts you to sleep, and then, and then, or, or I get the youth pastor. Just, Here, just color this planet, color this arc, color this. Right, but, you know, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, it. you engage with them. Yeah, you know, um, I've seen our youth pastors. He looks like he looks like rock and roll Jesus. He just comes on in there and starts rocking it, and then uh, our nice 
our other uh our for our little tiny tiny uh soldiers of god there um amy and luke luke's a a drummer i call him a little drummer boy he's a good friend of mine <laughs> and he's a rock and roll he's a ro- i'm like where were the rock and roll people went and then i go oh yeah well we didn't have <laughs> rock and roll back in my day rock and roll christian music well we had right. uh 80s we had uh white cross and we had striper and all that but they were mm-hmm. the churches didn't like them because right. yeah because they didn't believe that their work was for god and yeah it, well we get that as rappers too i mean uh not everybody i think people are a lot more accepting than they were but if you get some of those traditional type you know denominations uh they they can be like that you yeah. know so and honestly when i when i first uh, approached my pastor about um performing uh, in the sanctuary, I really didn't know how it was going to go, <laughs> to be quite honest. But uh, it went over very well, and I didn't know how the congregation would receive it, and it went over really well. So um, I think people are a lot more open-minded, and when you when they just at least try to give somebody the chance, and they see it's you know this it's not the um, what I want to say it, it's it's not the stigmatism that goes with rap. You know what I mean? Like people are like, oh, it's all about you know, drugs and violence and all that. That's all rap is. And it's like, not this rap. No. That that rap's for the, that, that rap is for the world. This is for the Lord. And there's a big difference. Well, yeah. rap, all it is, is lyrical poetry, you know, and yeah. Psalm is full of poetry. So, yeah. so they were the original rappers. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> That's so funny. You say that because I had said that to a couple of my friends. I go, I go, have you really read the Bible? I mean, really read the Bible? I go, there is, I go, there's bars in there for days. I mean, there's things that literally rhyme up when you read them. It's just crazy. Like, I thought it was just like, that's just genius, Lord. And this is why he's like an amazing lyricist. So I'm not a solo artist. I'm a duet, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been an honor talking to you. It, it's been a, a long time coming, but I'm glad we, we got to do this uh, interview. Yeah, you are a great child of God. I'm so happy that he had, you know, kind of yelled at you to to take <laughs> right. that plunge to come back, you know, come back into his arms. And, you know, Me like too. I said, I see a lot. I see a lot of good things coming from you. I, I And I, you. I'm. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see your next forward. Uh, you have a couple of uh, shows coming up. You have Praise in the Park, and or is it Praise in the Park, Patriot Jam? Is that one thing, or is that two? Uh, it's two. So, um, actually, unfortunately, Praise in the Park got canceled this year. The guy who normally heads it, I guess, uh, he's really trying to de- dedicate himself to this new band that, that he started, So, which I totally understand. Um, but so we won't be doing that this year, unfortunately, uh, Patriot jam, uh, the first Patriot jam we did just this past year. And it was a bunch of like, different conservative groups who are Christian coming together, um, spreading their causes and, um, music, you know, for God. So that was pretty cool. So I'm not really sure when that's happening. I'm guessing probably, in, you know, uh, maybe August or something like that. Um, but then I have, another show that I'm doing for a youth event um, for Camp Harbor. And uh, I've done that for, gosh, I think the past three years now. And they, they are kind enough to (laughs) invite me back again, which is great. So um, it's like a second family. It's become like a second family to me up there. Um, The pastor, he's just amazing. And all the kids are amazing. And it's just so awesome that when I go back there that they remember who I am and, you know, share stories of like songs of mine that they've heard stuff. So it's, it's really nice. And, uh, are you back with, uh, Bill Glass and his ministry or have they opened up the the prisons yet? Yeah. Yeah. They've actually been able to get into a lot of the prisons. Um, I unfortunately, uh, personally don't want to take the vax or take a, uh, test to get in. Um, and that's what they're requiring. That's what the prisons are requiring, not Bill Glass, but the prisons. And so, um, unfortunately, I haven't been back into the prisons. I have helped 
with um, like the meetings that we have prior to going in. So I'm just kind, kind of, you know, praying and seeing where God wants me with that ministry. If there is um, something else that I can do other than going into the prisons like I, I was, because, um, you know, just things have just changed. And it, it was fun, you know, while, while it lasted. I loved going inside and even was actually um, asked to be a platform guest. And I actually have got to perform in the prisons many times, which was a lot of fun. So just kind of seeing where he puts me with that ministry now and we'll go from there. Awesome. Awesome. Again, thank you to CC Love, a.k.a. His creation, um, you can listen to her on SoundCloud. I'll put the um, information on the description. Uh, if you want to talk to her more, um, His Creation is on Facebook. I'll put that um, this in, that also in the description. Um, what I like to do with all my guests is to pray us out, and then we'll we'll get your music going. Um, so if if you wouldn't mind praying us out, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us, for continuing to put breath in our lungs, Lord, for the connections that you make for us, this networking, um, these divine appointments that you set up for us, God. I, I just thank you for that, Lord. Father God, I just want to pray right now that you would put a hedge of protection around each and every person that, that listens to this and that you would just protect them from any evil harm, abuse, or neglect, and that we would stand in one accord under your name, Father, that we will stand strong against Satan's attacks. Lord, I pray that you would bless anyone that hears this podcast, and not not just my interview, I mean his podcast, the people you're going to touch through his podcast, Father, that you have blessed him with this, and that you would continue to bless him and his listeners with this, and, and that they would get to know who you are through this podcast, Father. So, Lord, we just thank you again, and Father, we want to give you praise and the honor and the glory in every single thing that we do, Lord, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening to this awesome uh, Origin Stories uh, catch us usually every Sunday, th Tuesday, and Thursday. I guess I could put that all in the same order. Yeah, on the calendar it shows it. For three different shows we have on Sunday, we have our Origin Stories Tuesday as Taco Tuesday Testimonials. And Thursday, I will be coming back with Taco Talk, which we're going to talk about Um about biblical items such as the books that I'm reading as well as um, things that are going on in the world today. So um, God bless y'all and keep y'all and don't have a good day. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Dragon as I leash my soul's on fire It can be contained These thoughts up in my brain Gave my heart to Jesus Now my soul's on fire About to set it off Volcano about to blow This inner dragon as I leash my soul's on fire It can be contained These thoughts up in my brain Gave my heart to Jesus Now my soul's on fire So sip on Patron I sip on the Holy Spirit Cause the high I get from that There ain't nothing that can compare with An awakened warrior A soldier of the Savior Defeating the enemy by loving all my neighbors salt of the earth oh i'm bringing favor but jesus christ is the real lifesaver now my soul's in inferno wrapped up like a turbo it's been cleansed and healed no longer enfermo fuego del espirito santo estoy cantando jesus siempre cierra mi mundo my soul was a fire no longer desire the ways of the world and the devil's a liar truth i require i'll never retire from being inspired but he was higher about to set it off volcano's about to blow this inner dragon as I leash my soul's on fire It can be contained These thoughts up in my brain Gave my heart to Jesus Now my soul's on fire About to set it off Volcano's about to blow This inner dragon has unleashed My soul's on fire It can be contained These thoughts up in my brain Gave my heart to Jesus Now my soul's on fire Sometimes in this life You might be like you can't gain But keep that Holy Spirit strong And I bet they feel the flame For the word of God is living and powerful 
Sharper than any two-inch sword piercing to the soul A slave to sin is the life I was living in Death was surrounding me, won't go back there again No longer a slave, cause in God's image I'm made We were bought by the blood that debt has been paid Stop hearing all them lies, it's the devil in disguise Screaming at the top of my lungs, God he can't save anyone No longer feel like a disgrace, the sun is shining on my face Free as a bird, cause I heard Jesus Christ, he will return About to set it off, volcano's about to blow This inner dragon has unleashed my soul's on fire It can be contained, these thoughts up in my brain Gave my heart to Jesus, now my soul's on fire About to set it off, volcano's about to blow This inner dragon has unleashed my soul's on fire It can be contained, these thoughts up in my brain my heart to Jesus, now my soul's on fire. About to set it off, volcano's about to blow. This inner dragon has unleashed my soul's on fire. It can be contained, these thoughts up in my brain. Gave my heart to Jesus, now my soul's on fire. About to set it off, volcano's about to blow. This inner dragon has unleashed my soul's on fire. It can be contained, these thoughts up in my brain. Gave my heart to Jesus, now my soul's on fire. Johnny Tuckle Podcast.